Hello. Welcome into the Irish NFL show. It is the night that the season kicks off. My name is Michael McQuaid, joined by Colin Cronin. Looking fresh there, Colin. Brian O'Leary um, and Mark Cockerell. First off, Colin, welcome in to you. How are you doing on this uh, first evening? I am very well, Michael. It is the night that I suppose we've been waiting for ever since February. The There's a long, long off-season in the NFL. It doesn't matter if there's all the storylines it's all about meaningful football this is where the tackles actually matter the touchdowns matter and we have a proper humdinger of a game this evening it's hi brad hi michael well we're into countdown mode now are we just less than three and a half hours to kick off and like we've been saying all week and in the previous shows what a game to start the season potentially a rematch Coming, who knows, in February, and you couldn't have asked for a better game. The NFL have a way of making sure they they put on a cracking game at the start of the season. We got it last year with um, the Bucks and the Cowboys, and I imagine come half four in the morning our time when we'll still be up at, at those ridiculous hours. We'll have seen a great game tonight. I'll hold you to it. I actually remember last year uh, falling asleep during the Cowboys-Bucks game, I think it was last year. Mark, good to see you. How you doing? Good to see you too, Michael. I'm very well. Yeah, super excited about tonight. Super excited about Sunday uh, for the big kickoff with everyone else's teams playing. So, yeah, can't wait. Well, we are presented by Cassidy Travel. Before we start off with anything else, Cassidy Travel, gents, are the largest travel agent in Ireland and they now specialise in NFL travel they've got two deals of the week the first one is the Steelers against the Ravens on the 11th of December for only from 899 euro and the second one is the Dolphins and the Jets in Miami early January uh, around 980 euro per person you can see at the bottom of the screen it'll be in the bio as well you can email Donahoe at castytravel.ie there's a phone number at the bottom there if you're in the north hit the zero off plus three five three first world problems uh, we've got a guest coming on in a few minutes if you are listening to this or watching it live feel free to go to youtube get some questions in and we'll answer it towards the end of the show we're going to get a guest on we're going to talk about the kickoff game and we're going to make some game picks and um, i guess before we bring our guest on first off colin um I, I know you've already sort of talked about this but it is a bit surreal it's only really hit me maybe this evening that the season's back because um it seems like we were in LA five minutes ago. I mean, where does the time go? And obviously, we are going straight through to to Arizona. We're we'll be in London, we'll be in Munich, and we'll be in Arizona. Um, so it's it's going to be a really really exciting season. Yeah, I think there are kind of so many storylines from the off season, the things to to look forward to. It's incredible how quick the season goes by. You know, even with the the extra game. For the majority of us, it will be an 18-week season for our teams. The lucky few will get some uh, extra playoff games. And obviously, uh, two will uh, make it all the the way to, to Arizona. There are going to be plenty of twists and turns along the way. There will be some injuries. There will be some unexpected superstars. I mean, the this time last year, nobody thought the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. Nobody thought Trayvon Diggs was going to have 11 interceptions. Uh, I'm wondering what the talking points for the 2022 season are going to be. Even to everybody watching online, you can go on YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube later on, check out the link in the bio, both on YouTube and podcast for an NFL Game Pass offer. Uh, hi to Fred, hi to OC. Hi to Dara. We'll talk about the total points in a bit. Dara, Brian, that you sort of said about this being an exciting game tonight. Um, we'll talk about it more later on, but is there any concern on your side that maybe 
it's edgy and both teams sort of cancel themselves out or are you expecting the shootout? I am expecting the shootout. I think in this particular game, I think the offences might be ahead of the defences. I think there's a lot of change on, on the Bills in particular. Like the, There's a lot of concern around the secondary. Um, like We're all assuming Von Miller's going to step in immediately and I know we'll get into it when our guest comes on, but like there's a mixed opinion around how well Von Miller will... Be, will be with this team in terms of will he be used sparingly or will he be in every game, every snap, you know, because we have seen he's had injury troubles throughout his career and there was questions raised in eyebrows when the contract was given to him, but I guess he wanted the assurances at this, this stage of his career. And for the Rams, I mean, the Rams were in a lot of high scoring games last year. Yeah, they came out the right side of some of them, but their defense on the day, yeah, they have shut down corners, but when I mean, we saw firsthand, you know, what the Bengals were able to do on that defense and they came through in the end, but it has a, it, with the two offense, they have the two quarterbacks, the players on the field, Cup, Robinson making his debut. Then on the other side, you've got Gabe Davis, who's now a proper starter, Diggs. We should be seeing points tonight. You know, we have seen games in the past, first day of the season, first the opening game, where it doesn't materialize, defense get on top. I don't see that tonight. I expect a high score game. Mark, did you get that T-shirt whenever Cam Newton was playing for the Pats, or is it too... Is it too early in the season to have a bit of crack? Uh, for everyone listening to this, Mark is wearing a Superman t-shirt, and you're wearing it quite well, to be fair. Thank, thank you, Michael. Thank you. No, um, this this is a throwback to Christopher Reeve, not necessarily Cam Newton, is what I would say. Um, but just taking on the theme, we talk about Superman, uh, and we always talk about the NFL. It's uh, ex- ordinary people doing extraordinary things, but of course, you look at some of the way some of these people can move and some of the way they're built. Uh, they're certainly not ordinary in the sense that the four of us are um, the prime athletes in their prime, but some obviously are missing, you know, kind of alluding to the game. Tredavious White's out for the Bills because uh, he started the season on the PUP. This is not the offense going up against the Rams you want to be missing your absolute shutdown corner with. So uh, that also alludes to the fact and leads to the fact that. Uh, yeah, we expect offenses to be on top tonight and we expect a, a really exciting, really good game, especially with how these two quarterbacks finished the end of uh, the 21-22 season. We have our guests coming on uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we have Nick Geary coming on from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Brian, I believe that you would like to make a point, not just on the season, but also the broadcast as well. Um, no, I just don't know I just want... if I can read minds or yeah, what that well, is. You're right there, Michael, because we did thank everybody at the end of last season. And what I would say throughout the course of the, the off season, we've had some really good consistent numbers in terms of people taking in the taking in the show and we've been fortunate to have some great guests. But like this season is the show has got bigger and better as of course of as as it's grown throughout the years. Um I think this is our second full season doing it with the half of the other previous season. And we've had great guests on and now we have like the London games last year was only two. We've got three this year, we've got the Munich game, and as you said, we're we're hoping to be in Arizona come February. So Great season ahead, great show ahead, I imagine, with, with you guys. And it's only really when we get into the games and we have the, the really entertaining Monday shows where we poke fun at our teams when they've had difficult defeats. That's what really makes it so much more worthwhile. Yeah, and hello to everyone watching on Twitter, on YouTube, listening on a Friday morning after the NFL kickoff on the podcast. Fair play to you if you are. Colin, um, before we get our guest on, I was going to go around there room before Brian loved me that lovely sentiment there. Is there one thing that you're looking forward to this season outside of the games? For me, it's going to Munich. Um, chatting to 
was talking to the head of marketing for the Seahawks and what they've got planned for the city is nuts. It's it's going to be great crack for anybody going out there from Ireland. I'm I'm flying on the Wednesday and back on the Monday. So if anybody wants to jump in the flight and have a bit of crack, are we all going to Munich, Colin? Are you going to Munich as it stands? Are you still TBC or what's the plan? Uh, I I would love to be. I'm buying an extra Euro Millions uh, line uh, every single draw at the the moment, Michael. The uh, uh, I, I think maybe I'll need it in order to get tickets for for that game. When you see three quarters of a million people in a queue, uh, it tells you the way in which this game is growing exponentially. I, I suppose. I mean, in terms of what to look forward to, we talked a little bit, you know, in our. Um, season preview show in our divisional previews in terms of some of the players that, that we're looking forward to but the last time you know we saw meaningful football in terms of the playoffs it was incredible I mean that was some of the the best playoff football I think we've seen the games so many games going down to the wire the last time we saw the Bills Josh Allen gave a performance of the ages. I mean, to do what he did and to still end up on the, the losing side. Or, you know, you go through that, that playoff series last year and how many of them came down to last second field goals, um, Aaron Donald in the, the Super Bowl. So uh, I am... I don't know if there's another sport like uh, the the NFL where so much of it comes down, you know, to um, the the last second. You see it occasionally in in college football. We saw it say with LSU uh, uh, the other night, um, but then you look at some of the other college football scores, and you know, you had teams being beaten by fifty points. Uh, you rarely see uh, a team lose by something like that in the NFL. Uh, they say every, any given Sunday for a reason. Mark, you're sitting there very quietly. Are you already nervous about Miami on, on Sunday? I heard that uh, Bill Belichick took his team down five days early to the swamp. Is this true? Yeah, to acclimatise. Is he worried? Um, Patriots always, always lose in Miami. Nearly always lose. Um, so he took advantage of the the time to bring him down and hopefully acclimatize the heat. We'll see if it makes any difference in relation to it. But, you know, I'm excited for the whole season. I mean, I'm hearing it already. Brian's still got that vestige of hope and expectation in his voice, mainly because the Giants haven't taken the field yet. So, you know, that will soon be dashed very shortly. Colm is proudly, for those of you watching on the podcast, proudly got a Cowboys jersey up behind him with DeMarcus Ware, which is an interesting sight. And I look forward to seeing his array of clothing. I mean, I'm wearing the Superman jersey, but like, I mean, Colm's shirts are are worldwide famous at this point. So uh, we're looking forward to all of those pieces. But more importantly than anything, I mean, it's been a great off-season, as Brian alluded to, some of the guests on, talking to GMs around the league, talking to Kevin O'Connell of the Vikings. Uh, You guys, I was uh, taking a Tom Brady-esque sabbatical. Uh, But uh, at the same token, nothing beats football being back nothing beats seeing how all of the projections play out because last season this bills team probably should have won the super bowl they were 13 seconds away from taking uh, doing the uh, kansas city chiefs in arrowhead you would like to have thought they would have been favored against the bengals and you know all the stars were aligning that is why they're such hot favorites everyone's touting them this year because they seem to have all the pieces but of course, you have to get on the field, you have to play the game, and see how it goes. Let's look at this this game tonight. If you have any questions, go on to YouTube, type in Irish NFL Show. We can pop it up on the screen later on in the broadcast. Um, 
I know we're going to bring a guess on in a few moments, but just looking at the game tonight, Colin, for Josh Allen having to play against the Rams is one thing. Obviously, he's now got Vaughn Miller on the other side of the ball for this team. They have a new OC, and they're heading to LA. Do you think that's going to be an issue for them tonight, or do you look at the whole situation around Matthew Stafford with this injury, which apparently is not an injury anymore? Yeah, apparently, he's fine. There's there's no issues, etc., etc. So he should be sweet, yeah. Yeah, well, this is where I think uh, fans need to probably uh, realize that everything you see teams come out and maybe spin in the press uh, isn't necessarily always the case. So um, there were no issues at all whatsoever. He had a little bit of soreness in his elbow, nothing to worry about. All grand. He'll be fine. Don't worry about him not throwing in camp. Don't worry about him not throwing in in the preseason. Oh, he had some surgery. No, not a big issue though but then why did he need the surgery if it wasn't a big issue Sean um I I I would have concerns right any time a QB has surgery on their throwing arm whatever it is you've got to be a, a little bit concerned by it um now Matthew Stafford as we saw time and time again from his Detroit days is super tough and he will go out he will battle we we know that but if you're the Bills what you're going to look to do is to take the middle of the the field away this is where the Tredavious White um, loss it could really hurt them though because what you're going to essentially look to do is force Stafford to throw it to the outside uh, not allow the the Rams to um, to run effectively not allow them to use the inside of the field make him make the the difficult throws time and time again and see how he gets on it, going to be a, a little bit of a baptism of fire for um their their rookie uh cornerback even though he went obviously very high in the the draft so um it will be interesting uh to see obviously that the matchup but you have two really good teams brian is there anything that stands out to you in this game maybe outside of the obvious so like outside of the that Bills offense outside of the whole Von Miller factor going for his third ring, his third ring at a different team. Um, yeah, I'll, and uh, the Rams are interesting. Like, I mean, they haven't got Odell there. Do you think he'll come back in at some point this season? Because they've literally left, they've left a, a locker room spot from his from there for they've left a locker room spot for him. Excuse me, we're live week one. Um, the door, so the door is, the, the, yeah. there's a big question mark for me around it. I don't well, know. The door, Sorry, the door is open because he's not due back till November, and you know, you'd imagine. It, the Rams will have first choice on him come November and they'll obviously give him a, a workout and see if he's ready to come back. But you're asking for a start on the game that people haven't picked up on. Everybody's talking about Ken Dorsey, the, the new offensive coordinator of the Bills. I, I jumped to the other sideline. Uh, Liam Cohen is the new uh, offensive coordinator of, of the Rams. And it's a bit of a left field move. They've brought him in from the college game from Kentucky. Sean McVay has said throughout the course of the training camp that he feels more uh, comfortable with him. He's more obliged to give him an opportunity to call the plays. I don't think it's been confirmed that he's going to do that, but it, you know, maybe as the season progresses. And we did have Kevin O'Connell on. There's there was some you know chit chat and conversation. If you read certain reports that you know was he was there as, as offensive coordinator, essentially it was still Sean McVay doing all the play calling. So when you read that and then you read that Sean McVay is very keen to hand it over, you you, you know it's interesting to see this guy's coming in from his background. How will, he, how will he adapt to the situation? So I'm interested to see that. And Ken, Ken Dorsey's a bit of a character. I don't know if anybody's seen his press conference over the last few weeks where he's been called a psychopath and things like that. So he seems to be evolving and, and taking well to his new role. But he's been there for quite a while. So it feels like a very easy transition 
to go and work with Josh Allen. So I'm more keen to see how how this Rams offense is established early in the game and, and as of course the season goes on. Mark, can you see Cooper Cup going to even like the next level this year? He was incredible last year. Uh, obviously won the Super Bowl. We were there seeing him catch that last touchdown in the game at the Super Bowl in February. What's your expectations for him this season? Well, I mean, if he can maintain what he did last season, which was at near historic levels in itself, I think the LA Rams should be very happy with that. Uh, again, the guys alluded to, Beckham isn't there. So you're relying upon Alan Robinson, who's coming from Chicago, to take, to take some of the attention away. And that's going to continue to be key because teams are going to be fearful of him, uh, obviously burning them and hurting them. Um, and underlying, you asked though a little bit, Michael, about what's the underlying storyline that's maybe going a bit missed? People haven't focused, I don't feel, enough on that Ramso line, you know, with Whitworth retiring and with Corbett going in free agency as well. That's going through a bit of transition um, and going up against Von Miller and the Bills pass rush generally was his number one defense last year. Let's remember that. Okay, they don't have White tonight, but they've got Miller. They haven't exactly got worse, guys. So that's a challenge for them. But also um, Cam Akers, I mean, think about offense. I mean, we know Cup, we know Alan Robinson, we're all big fans of him in relation to it. But um, Cam Akers is coming back. I mean, he did, he moved mountains to get back last season uh, just for the playoffs. Wasn't the same player. If he can recreate that rookie season and give them more dynamism out of the backfield, that's a huge development for that offense as a full mother layer to it. Um, and that's going to be really interesting to see how he continues to bounce back and evolve from there there's another one for you michael now you look for a little star and i know that that's some people may not be looking for it. there's a there's a potential star in the making with the rams a wide receiver by the name of lance mccutcheon he's come in um late pick in in the, the draft he seems to be setting the world alight in camp in in the preseason games and there's a lot of people feeling that he could be the surprise player for this year we've seen over the over the course of the years as wide receivers who Whilst the first round was stacked with them and the sky more and one day wrapped in the second round, we don't get to see many who are down the fourth, fifth round, potentially even the sixth. So there's a great storyline there that they think this guy is the real deal and can potentially make it. It'd be interesting to see if he gets any game time tonight or, or many snaps and if, if he can make an impact. Yeah, as a Simpsons fan, I definitely know that word, McCutcheon, and it's a good one. Um, anything else, Colm, that you want to add in this game? I feel like the Rams... I don't, I don't want to give away my pick so I don't want to talk around it either I've seen Sean McVay got an extension today as well so it gives him some sort of certainty and it only came out today even though it was agreed apparently weeks or months ago strange isn't it uh, well I mean I, I, it could be a case that it might be a bit like you know Sean McVay Sean Payton who knows we we know he flirted a little bit uh, with, with perhaps moving on this this off season uh, and we know the contract that Tom Brady has waiting for him when he does eventually right off into the sunset I have no doubt that McVay might get even more than than that if he was to become um, an analyst with um, perhaps even Amazon given the money that Jeff Bezos has the interesting thing I suppose in terms of this game tonight for for McVay is one of the things McVeigh does incredibly well is he he his scheme, right? And his particularly the the, the scripted stuff to start. And so McVeigh is five and zero to start the season, and so that is going to put 
up to now, the Rams have always been favourites to start the season. This is a little bit different tonight going into a game. And even though they are at home, they're not the, the favourites, which is a really interesting one um, out there because um, it's been going on for, I think this is year 17 of um, the Super Bowl champions opening the new season. And in that time, um, the reigning Super Bowl champions are 14-2. and two. Uh, So they usually win. And part of that is the fact um, that, and it's obviously a little bit different for the Rams, but traditionally you, you don't win the Super Bowl you know, in your in your home stadium, despite what we've seen the last couple of years. So it's the opportunity to bring out the Lombardi, to get the, the fans um, the opportunity for, you know, a partisan home uh, crowd to really get behind the, the team, which makes life really, really difficult, obviously, for um, the uh, away side. So that is one to keep an eye on uh, this evening. It can McVeigh keep that streak alive. Yeah, and just to add to that, Colin, it's not just 5-0 and in season openers, 14-3 and in September. He always has that Rams team ready and rocking to go right at the start of the season. And just about the contract, I think he had announced, in an, or he had not announced, but he mentioned in an interview he'd signed an extension. But the Rams, I believe, held up on announcing until today because they were waiting to also sign up Les Snead, uh, the general manager. So very much in keeping with the coach and the GM uh, the team combined, and obviously Sneed has done more than most GMs in terms of the shaping of this, in terms of a kind of a retro policy of trading draft picks quite liberally in order to build up the team. So they're very much keen to keep the brains trust together, announced them both today, have both signed extensions through to 2026. So uh, for Rams fans, at least, the idea of consistency of that dream team who has brought them to the promised land with their Super Bowl victory, the second in the Rams' history. Obviously, the other one with St. Louis um, is is huge for them uh, in respect of for that. And look, you look at the same in, in Buffalo. You look at the same in any successful franchise. You want the stability not just at the head coaching position, but also that general manager position. And we've talked before a lot of the off-season moves by certain teams Ala the Giants, Ala the Vikings, and a few others has been very much about let's move these parties in together as a team and a unit to combine together. So that's good to see and good consistency for all the Rams, hopefully. Uh, maybe they'll hang around long enough to actually make a pick in the draft again if they don't stop trading. Michael, I saw a great quote you day on the podcast. Um, it was, this is now, that was then. But like we've had year in, year in, year out where there's teams who have suffered from the Super Bowl hangover. And I know was the, the Bills didn't go to the Super Bowl. You would suggest the most talking point of the offseason when, when you reflect on the games last year was that 13 second, you know, debacle in, in Kansas City. And you know, on the back of that, then the league made a decision to, you know, the overtime rule changed on the back of that game. There was so much about that game throughout the course of the offseason. And I'm interested to see how, how the Bills react to, you know, are they over it? It's it's a long time, I get it, but we have seen teams. Like the, the Falcons have never been the same from that Super Bowl. Everybody felt that they'd come back the following year. They lost their offensive coordinator that offseason. Carl Shanahan went to the 49ers. Similar scenario here with the Bills. Their, their offensive coordinator has gone to be the Giants head coach. We, we're assuming they're going to react positively. They're going to have a great season. They're favourites for the Super Bowl. You know, heavily touted here as potential winners on the show and in terms of our Super Bowl preview show, but we just don't know. We don't know what we're going to get from them. 
time will tell. Column Irish Cowboys are very happy with the jersey behind you tonight. Uh, big shout out to them. Seeing people that I haven't heard from in months just because I haven't been on certain Twitter feeds in months, seeing stuff. It's great to see so many people back. If you do have a comment, uh, go on to YouTube, type in a comment. It, we can put it up on the screen if you want. Uh, if you're obviously if you're listening in on a podcast, thank you also for listening. Uh, Colin, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to hold Stefan Diggs tonight. How key is somebody like Gabriel Davis or another offensive weapon to Josh Allen, especially when, okay, the Rams don't have that massive home advantage if we learned anything from February, but they're still going in as champions. There's going to be a good atmosphere. They're going to presumably unveil some sort of flag or something tonight. So it should be a hostile enough environment for Josh Allen on the offense. Well, that'll be interesting to to see, um, you know, uh, just how Parkazena and look. Bill's Mafia will be there, un- undoubtedly. They, there will be plenty of broken tables uh, in the City of Angels uh, tonight. Yeah, look, Ramsey obviously going up uh, against Diggs is going to be uh, an, an interesting one where Ramsey kind of lines up uh he because he's not just gonna stay on on digs the whole game we know ramsey moves around they'll use him in in different ways and that was probably something to, to definitely key, keep an eye on um you mentioned it earlier the, the fact that gay gabe davis has kind of grown into wr2 the fact that the bills running running game should have improved in in terms of, of last year um and as well i suppose what will also be interesting is to see you know the, the way in which um josh allen like early on last year they they weren't really using him um as, as a rusher uh he he was definitely kind of uh, dumping the ball off or uh throwing it out and then the playoffs came around and uh well he uh he was all action at that point are they are they going to really go for it from from the off this year or will they kind of be a little bit conservative with josh allen and kind of want to keep him fresh for the the challenges to to come uh don't forget that the bills lost their opening game last year uh to a, a steelers side um who uh you know somehow themselves made, made the, the playoffs thanks to marvelous mike tomlin um but the so you know it it isn't going to be the end of the world, really. When you, when you're starting off, um, you obviously want to start with with a win. Um, and when we come to picks, talk a little bit more about that. Um, but um, I'm sure there will be plenty of overreaction, no matter which way this goes. Yeah, I mean, you touch on Diggs, but there is a, like, and Gabe Davis has now obviously locked himself in as the number two receiver. But there's other players there. McKenzie had a really good season last year. Dawson Knox is coming back, great tight end. And then the, the run game, like as well as the Bills have been over the past few years, their run game hasn't been consistent. Singletary, Moss, but let's see what they're going to get out of their second round pick. James Cook, the, the brother of Dalvin Cook, would be interesting to see how quickly he gets established in the team because he looks like a great player and a great pickup. You know, there's a lot of players, sorry, a lot of teams were trying to get him. They felt he would be a third round, third round pick and he went late second because I think the Bills recognised they needed a new running back and they get him in the second was a steal at the back end of the second round. So will he play tonight? Will he make the team more kind of robust in terms of it's not all about Josh Allen running to get, rushing the ball. It's not all about the... the wide receivers, tight end, that they actually establish a proper run game throughout the course of the season and take a bit of pressure off Josh Allen because whilst he's great in the rushing, he gets some hits and he go, he puts his head in in the in where you wouldn't expect and at some stage you'd like to think you wouldn't like to think that he would get an injury. 
Sorry, you would like to think you'll get an injury. What was that? I corrected myself, Mark. I said I wouldn't. I said... <laughs> um, I'm just worried about him putting his head in places you don't expect as well. But I, I'll, I'll let that I'll let that slide, Brian. I mean, let, let's Securing just. I mean, the body, Mark. Josh Allen can be in a, uh, uh, an overused storyline in one respect, but due credit, I mean, Michael, you brought up Cooper Cup there, and last year, of course, Cooper Cup led the league in catches, touchdowns, and in yards as a receiver. Josh Allen, let's remember some of his stats from last year. And the most impressive one for me wasn't his amazing uh, uh, stats as, uh, as a thrower and as a passer, but it's the 763 yards on the ground. Uh, we were talking in our predictions about Jonathan Taylor and about how he adds another dynamic as a receiver and added a, you know, three, 400 yards uh, through the air effectively as well. But Josh Allen adding that piece to what has at times been a moribund Bills rush uh, offense is critical because one of the things he has done extremely well, really since he broke through in his key third year as a quarterback, is that decision-making has been spot on. When to run, when to pass, when to make that decision, when to you know just take the hit. Uh, his athleticism is amazing, but it's that decision-making that's been critical. And that's what's driven those amazing games, those amazing performances, such as against the Chiefs and otherwise. But two, two last points about the Bills, I'll just say, one concern I would have if I'm a Bills fan isn't necessarily about that defense, which I said was first in, in the league last year. Isn't that amazing offense? But it's one part of that offense, that offensive line, I think you can still raise legitimate questions on. Are they good enough to burst holes in the run game, which outside of Allen has been sporadic? Are they solid enough in pass protection? Because Allen is this team and he is that franchise. And the second thing, we mentioned his name a little bit, but due credit, Gabriel Davis. I mean, his regular season stats were a bit low, just under 600 yards and about six touchdowns. But let's not forget the last time he touched the field, he went for 200 yards. He went for a playoff record, four touchdowns in that Chiefs game. He blew up. And Sean McDermott, get the right Sean involved, has been raving about him in training camp and in the preseason. So he could be due for a breakthrough year. Certainly his head coach thinks so. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see him continue that momentum. Opposite, of course, Stefan Diggs, who we haven't mentioned, who is amazing in his own right. Okay. Uh, are we going to give our picks for tonight, or will we talk about something else, or what do you want to do, lads? You, you tell me. Is there any questions, in Michael, that we can uh, take on before we give our picks? Okay. Okay, great. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, okay. I feel like I'm like Bruce Forsyth here. Fred says evening. OC, I assume well. Uh, yeah, so Dara was then um, listening, listen to like the there's the so there's a betting podcast on as well. Uh, total points tonight. I've the under, he's saying. Um, so the, the over under spread in terms of points is 53 and a half. Um, so I, I personally, lads, would go with the under. Does, does anybody want to jump in there? So, uh, I'd say, Michael, the last time these two teams played two years ago was a cracking game. 35-32 to the Rams um, and I'd actually give it the same scoreline tonight. I think it's going to be a highly entertaining game so give me the over on that one anytime. I'll lean under. Um, 53 and a half makes me nervous. It's it's such a big number to get to. It only takes a couple of slow drives early on in the game to, to find yourself trying to catch up very quickly in the second and third quarter. I still think it'd be a high scoring game. 50 points give or take. Just a, just about under. 
I'm going the under. I think it'll be a slow game. I think it'll start top this in a minute. I think it'll start slow. Um, I would go with the under if the if the points spread is twelve point five in the first half in terms of twelve and a half points. I go with the under. I think it'll come out. Stop, start, stop, start. Because it's the first game of the season. It's a rusty game of the season, and we'll see. And Declan is saying in the comments under as well. Good man, Declan. Gavin, Bill's getting off to a good start tonight. On their way to the defeat versus Philly in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Looking forward to more great contact, lads. Can't believe only found ye in the last twelve months. Some journey since. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah, I thought it cut off. Thanks very much, Gavin. But I re- really appreciate that. And uh, yes, okay. Thanks everyone for your questions as well. Re- really, really appreciate it. There's about a hundred on Twitter, lads, that don't pop up, so I apologise in that sense as well. Uh, let's let's get into picking games. Uh, so the NFL kicks off at twenty past one tonight with the Bills against the Rams. Uh, in uh, interesting game. It could be something that we see in Arizona in February. The Bills going for their first Super Bowl with Josh Allen didn't get it done uh, against Kansas City last year, Colin. Whereas the Rams won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, what's your thoughts on this game tonight, and uh, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, you'd feel for Josh Allen. Talked about it earlier. One of the truly great um playoff performances from uh, a quarterback uh led to the playoff rules um getting getting changed um though both teams knew at that time what they they were but i think everyone will be happy to see you know the likelihood that both QBs get the ball in in overtime in in the playoffs it is only in relation to the the playoffs nobody wants probably to see uh extra uh in during maybe a, a week 15 or 16 kind of um dead rubber game for this look come to me it comes down to those 13 seconds and the fact that they have hung around all throughout the off season, and I think the the Bills need to exercise those demons quickly because if they don't, it could quickly become an albatross around their neck, and all sorts of fingers could be pointed. So while they're going up against a magnificently talented Rams team uh, with a fantastic head coach. The Bills simply need to win this. Um, you know, there will be other games they they will lose this year, but I think that they need to win this because if they can go into SoFi, they beat the reigning Super Bowl champions. They know, you know, it that thirteen seconds will quickly be forgotten about. They'll have justified, um, you know, their preseason hype a little bit. Uh, it'll certainly be a step in the right direction. So, to me, uh, Sean McDermott. Josh Allen and the Bills are getting the win to open the season. Um, there's a couple of parts we haven't really focused on tonight. We didn't focus too much on the Bills' offensive line. I mean, there's a lot of mixed opinions on whether that offensive line is really stellar and can compete. And Josh Allen is so efficient in terms of getting around, getting himself outside the pocket that he doesn't get sacked as much as other quarterbacks. But if you look at the stats around the rushes and the pressures last season, it wasn't great. And there's still people who are concerned about that Bills. Uh, offensive line going up against a defense which in fairness has lost Von Miller but Aaron Donald's still there and there's other players such as Justin Hollins who are going to step into Von Miller's shoes and there's big expectations for them and then on the flip side something that we didn't really get towards the back end of the season was a consistent run game from the Rams because Cam Akers came back late with an injury he played in the playoffs no one expected uh, Henderson was, was out for a period of time an injury now they're saying they're all back they're all fully fit and they're going to be much more efficient take pressure off Stafford 
where I feel the game will come down to so I look at the wide receivers and which team I feel is better suited and for me that's the Rams and I look at the cornerbacks that are going to play for the for the Bills so you touched on it earlier Travis White is out they're going to play their, their first round pick Caleb Elam is going to play immediately it's a big big starting point for him in his career to go in there against football champions on the on the other side they're going with a seventh round pick from two years ago in Dane Jackson who's actually only played seven games throughout the course of his career so you're asking me which which quarterback can be be more effective in terms of taking shots down the field and probably get get the better play on the wider series for me it's the Rams I see a great game real close come down to the wire I think we'll see a similar outcome to what we saw when we were in SoFi last February with the Rams just about pulling out to win there's blasphemy against the Bills wide receiving core. You know, you've got Stefan Diggs, you've got Gabe Davies, and like I said, last time he was on a field, 200 yards, four touchdowns. What more do you want, Brian? I know they've got the wonderful, in, in many ways, incomparable Cooper Cup, but the Bills wide receivers are weapons in their own right. Let's not also forget, in some instances, especially if people are interested in the, the whole offense, the tight ends. Uh, don't don't over, overlook the tight ends. Dawson Knox is more than a capable receiving threat and threatened the uh, red zone, nine touchdowns last year. Tyler Higby on the Rams side as well. I mean, you know, he, he's always good to pop up for a anytime touchdown at some point along the way. Um, but Knox, I think, is more dynamic. I, For many reasons, yes, there's a question on the offensive line. Yes. It's very disappointing they don't have Tredavious White for such an exciting wide receiver core they go up against. But look at the rest of that defense. It is a serious unit on the Bills. I don't think they'll completely shut down the Rams. It's going to be an exciting game. And like I said, the last game these two teams played, 35-32 in favor of the Rams. Uh, This time, I think it's going to be 35-32 as well. Tight, goes down to the wire, but this time in favor of the Bills. There's your over. Nice and doing business with the old gents. Look forward to multiple touchdowns. Josh Allen to lead a touchdown winning drive uh, with the last drive of the game. Sean McVay is 5 0 in season openers, and usually I think it's 14 3 and, or 14 10 and 3 for Super Bowl winners hosting in their home stadium. I can't remember the exact record. The Rams are an interesting concept because. They've lost Odell Beckham and they've lost Von Miller. Von Miller goes to the Bills. I actually sort of tear it down from that there. The Buffalo Bills in January when they went to what I think is an actual football stadium with fans that will scream at you, like Big Red, for example, in Andy Reid, they went and scored 36 points against Patrick Mahomes. And what at the time I would have considered, maybe not anymore, a very, very good defense. Um, Talk about that more tomorrow night. 36 points and they were then robbed in overtime. Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns. Gabriel Davis and Josh Allen had over 325 yards. For me, I don't believe... Uh, Brian just put a comment in. Yeah, they were robbed and the rules were changed. So rules, also rules, somebody's rules, not mute. Okay, well, look, I'll, I'll get my point across. And if you want to uh, tell us about the overtime situation after, please feel free. Here, we might see overtime tonight. Who knows? Um, yeah, so what was I talking about? Josh Allen. Yeah, so um, I don't believe the whole hype around Matthew Stafford's injury. I don't think he's fully fit. And I think it's bull from the Rams. I think it's complete cap. And if I had to choose between Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford, or let's let let's be fair, let, let, let's be prudent. If I had to choose between a quarterback, let's say Josh Allen is 90% fit and Matthew Stafford's 
75% fit. I'm taking the Bills every day of the week. I genuinely think they win by minimum seven points tonight, lads. Minimum. Um, but I still think the Rams win the West. If that helps. Overtime discussion, Brian. It's on you now. No, I've made, I made me feel perfectly clear back then when it was the rules changed. I felt if you're going to change it for the playoff, change it for the entirety of the season. Um, I know market time challenge around around the fact that you know players will get injured and stuff but like by the time you get to the playoffs players are playing with injuries anyway so you could just lead yourself to get more injuries come playoff time so I think there's swings and round swings and roundabouts I mean no one listened to the Chiefs for five years when they were for the last three or four years I think they initially requested this to be changed after they lost out in the championship game a couple of years back against the Patriots and the league and them everybody else at, at the ownership meetings went just go away and, t- and just get over it so I mean, it was such a fuss, but such a blow up after that game. Reality is they had 13 seconds to see out a game and they allowed four players in 13 seconds at a timeout on a field goal. They had no one to blame but themselves, you know, but the league listened and the owners listened and they'll get what they want this season. May not, may not make a difference to them. It will for some other team potentially come playoff time and maybe not for the, for the Bills. Maybe because they're coasting through the championship games, uh, sorry, for the playoffs games, we'll see. And I saw Declan's comment there. I'm not smoking anything tonight. I know who's going to win. Okay, well, well, we'll see you in the morning. This game is at one twenty a.m. If you're listening to this in the morning on the podcast, sure, listen away and have a bit of crack. It's grand. Link in the bio for Cassidy Travel, the email, the number for Jamie, etc. Definitely reach out. They can get any holiday you want, NFL-related, custom-made for yourself. Tell them that we sent you. And also, check out the link for NFL Game Pass in the comments in the bio below as well. Uh, we are back on Friday at 9.30 p.m. to go over every game ahead of week one of the NFL season. Uh, so please do find us on twitter at ire nfl on tiktok at nfl ireland irish nfl show on instagram and on youtube just search irish nfl show and on podcast as well 